Welcome to the Joy Podcast. My name is Stacy Harkey. I am here. I was gonna give a list of like my resume, but then I was like, I don't TikTok sensations. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to leave with. <laughs> And I'm here with my dear friend and director of Equality Utah, Troy Williams. Hey, thanks for having me on your your show. It's I it's feel, so yeah. exciting. You were like the first one I thought of. I, I feel very touched. I'm very moved. Uh, yes. Um, tell us, give us a little taste. What is Equality Utah? Before we like go and people are like, when is it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Equality Utah is the state's LGBTQ political advocacy organization. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. Sexy. You've done so, a lot of good in Utah, especially, right? I think so. Yeah, the organization's like 21 years old, and we go up to Capitol Hill, and we're just legal now. Uh, we, we go up to Capitol Hill, and we make sure that the laws in our state include and protect the LGBTQ community and our families. Yes. 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 See, I mean, did I get my, my little elevator pitch? I love good. it. Yeah. I was like, I was going to say I got it, it like, down. I'm going to butcher it. After eight years, I got it down. Ah. <laughs> so what, and I was just telling Troy this, but one thing I love for everyone who's listening, I want to focus on the aspect of joy okay. as we move forward. Um, and obviously being part of the LGBTQ plus community, there's so many heart wrenching, heartbreaking stories and those are so valid. Yeah. But also there's a lot of stories of joy and sometimes the process of getting there is heartbreaking and heart wrenching too. And sometimes yeah. we're working on getting there still. Sometimes that's what brings the joy, right? Ooh. When you go through the pain of it all. Okay, yeah. that sounds like, so, save it for the finale. Okay, right, right, right. Before we jump in, I yeah. want I want people to just get a chance to like loosen up a bit. Let's just have a little bit of fun. And all right, all right. I have some questions for you, Troy. We're going to play I am going to be vulnerable. Oh, snaps. <laughs> today. Because Stacy's reading Brene Brown. <laughs> And tells me this is the most important value I can bring to this interview. <laughs> most so here I am. Important. I'm going to open up. I'm like, a little bit. If you're opening not up. Blubbering yes. and bawling at the end of okay. this. I didn't do it right. <laughs> I didn't do it right. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. But we're just going to play a game. So it's yeah. just, just to have fun and like loosen up and feel more comfortable with each other. But um, uh, the game I want to play, as just coined by Callie. Is called Kiss Mary Ghost. Okay. Oh, yes. And we, we know the game, right? You like playing with your friends. Okay. I'm gonna give you three options. You have to choose which option you will kiss, mm. which option you will marry, and which option you would ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never be seen okay. again. All right. Okay? Okay. You ready? Yep. First option. <laughs> okay. The iconic Spider-Man. <laughs> we have Andrew Garfield, Tommy McGuire, and Tom Holland. Because <laughs> you actually worked with Andrew Garfield, you know him really yes, well. Yes, yes. Andrew is a friend of mine. So, I, and I, I would have to say, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Um, that I'm going, you better not ghost him. <laughs> I'm not going to ghost him. I mean, but if no, you did, it would be so no, good. No, Andrew um, is as beautiful and sweet and kind as you would think he He's is. He's a gem. Yeah, you've met him before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I'd marry. I'd marry Andrew Garfield. Oh. If he was straight. We've worked on this. If he was straight? Yeah, we've worked he's on it. He's not straight? Well, he, he, think, he says he's straight. <laughs> but there was a time um, when we were driving the car and he accidentally drank out of my water bottle. Uh-huh. And then he was like, oh, I'll apologize. I'm like, oh, no. Don't apologize. <laughs> it's like we're basically married now. We were like making out, you know, and it's just a whole... It's like the whole thing, yeah. I love the idea of like, no, no, the pleasure is mine. <laughs> That's right. I like you hoarding you can, the water bottle. You, you can, like never wash it. Well, like I like left it in my car for months. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So I would marry Andrew Garfield, um, and uh, and it was kiss, kiss. 
Well, Tom Holland is adorable, but um, but he's probably too young for me to kiss. Okay. So yeah, so I might I might kiss Toby. Kiss Toby and ghost Tom Holland. Might ghost Tom Holland because he, yeah he's, yeah yeah. Ooh, I, that's hard though. That is hard. I would probably Andrew Garfield is like such a just a and like he's a lovely human being, he so well rounded. So I think I would marry Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I would kiss Tom Holland. Yeah. He seems like he'd be fun. Yeah. And then I would ghost Toby McGuire because. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's possible. But, you know, he's good. I mean, like, let's not dive in. Okay, another one for you. Um, kiss, Mary ghost. Okay. Utah, California, Idaho. Ooh. Which one would this you kiss? This, okay. Which one would you marry and which one would you ghost? Well, I'd probably, I'd probably marry California. I spent oh, a lot, you love California. I spent a lot of time there, yeah. Um, mm. And then I would, I would, I would, I kiss, I kiss Utah. Because yeah, cause, you know, I, I mean, I do love I, yeah. I love making out with Utah, and then Idaho, <laughs> where my mom is from, uh, and so I have family there. But it goes to Idaho. Yeah, it goes Idaho. I'd probably be, I'd probably marry Utah. Yeah, I just feel like these are my roots. These yeah, are my yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. I love it. I'd probably kiss California. It seems yeah. like a good time, but I'm like, that's not my. <laughs> and then Idaho. I am so sorry, but like. Potatoes ain't gonna cut it for me. No, not at all. It's the ocean aspect of California. Oh right? yeah, yeah I, like uh, I, I do it. love Utah. Yeah. Okay, one more. Okay. Um, okay, would you kiss, marry, your ghost? The seventies, the eighties, or the nineties? Seventies, eighties, or nineties? I was born in the seventies. Okay. <laughs> Came of age in the eighties. I'm like right And then went through hell in the nineties. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, my, my 20s were a little bit uh, a little bit messy, you mm-hmm. know, trying to figure out the whole gay thing. So that was like a big nightmare. And I was like, uh, we'll get into this, I'm sure, later. But um, that's when I was like, I started trying to come out, but I couldn't really do it. So I like joined the Eagle Forum. And this was in the 80s, you were that's, saying? This is 90s. The 90s. 90s, yeah. Okay, so you were like in your 20s? Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. Dive so, right so, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to ghost the 90s. Okay. Um, and then, and then I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to marry the 80s because that's when you, like, you know, yeah. it, it was a cool time in the 80s. You know, I had like kind of new wave flock of seagulls hair. I feel like you have I like, like a little glam like gothy thing going on. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like sort of British new wave music was very cool. And yeah, and then seventies, I you know, it was my childhood, so it was kind of this blissful. So you were like kind of yeah. just like this before everything, that, before right. it all hit the fan. That's right. <laughs> um, tell me more about this. So you were saying in the nineties, it was kind of like that was like a really hellish period for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now is that like? Yeah, tell me, it was like coming to terms with sexuality. Yeah, yeah. So I, I returned from my LDS mission. Woo, where'd you go? To England. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, home of Andrew Garfield. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this theme better be carried on. And Tom Holland. And... Not Toby Maguire. No, no, not Toby Maguire. Um, and then, uh, and then, I, but yeah, I was so afraid to be gay that I kind of sublimated all this kind of nascent emerging sexual desire into kind of right wing politics, and so mm. I, I joined the Utah Eagle Forum, oh. which was, and, and so Gail Rizika, who's like the head of the Eagle Forum, is like the leading anti gay crusader in the state, and so she, she became my mentor and kind of was training me how to be in a lobbyist, and then mm. in the '90s, she was kind of a ferocious uh, organizer so I mean she if she had a particular view on a, on a piece of legislation she could kill a bill just by sort of giving just a like glance really intense yeah 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 she was, and she was a tenacious like like organizer team. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so I thought well I thought to myself well if I am like super righteous and 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 become like this turbo kind of yeah. uh, of, of Mormon and 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 right wing advocate then I, then I, all this gay stuff will go away 
<laughs> and it doesn't and it didn't um and so but yeah i think that's you know we we fight against these things that are within us and mm-hmm. then we start and then we project it on, out to the right. world right and so i was you know when you don't reconcile who you are and really come into your body and really own yourself that kind of authentic wholeness of who you are then you start to project it onto others and they become like this adversarial person to you, an enemy, a rival, something that must be vanquished because you're trying to vanquish it within yourself. Right. So then you go out in the world and try to vanquish it in others. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you see some of the, yeah, the most, yeah, the most intense voices sometimes. Right, right, like, right. Oh, they came my, out. What's like, hey, yeah. what, what are you hiding, dear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so angry, <laughs> Right, right. And I feel like that sometimes. So wait, how did you go from... Um, incredible intense right-wing <laughs> pundit or whatever or politician to where you are now with equality utah leading as far as like utah's lgbtq protection yeah 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 it's, how, it's, it's, it's a journey that's for sure i know this sounds like an intense question it's a, right it's a it great wasn't just journey like, uh, it's a great journey of like personal discovery and, mm-hmm. and really learning to love and accept myself and, and there's so many stories that kind of led me there and and i could i could tell a thousand of them um, but, <laughs> but, the but, but there's, and there's, I know, but there's just like little moments that I remember that are really kind of pivotal. I remember like driving down the street in Provo. I lived in Provo for a while. Right. And, um, and there was like this Indigo Girls song on the radio. And, um, I remember like listening to it and, 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 and Amy and Emily from the Indigo Girls, they have this lovely kind of harmony and, and their music mm. is very, it, it, it you know, speaks to the kind of pain of the human condition and, and I remember like driving down the street and this kind of realization hit me that that, that two humans, which, which are both gay, um, I said, no one that can create such beauty mm. could be despised of God. And it was like this moment of like, oh my gosh, and I had to pull over because my heart was pounding and wow. I was like, and I, I had this, this crying, I had this emotional moment of just realizing this kind of beauty that was coming from these two artists and it had this really kind of profound moment and then it, it, was, it wasn't like instantly like I pulled over I'm like I'm gay but it, 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 <laughs> I'm Rainbows gay too right, right but but it Show was playing in the background but it was it was one of those moments that started to um, melt away mm-hmm. the kind of 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 ideas that I had about who gay people were and what their value was. And then once I recognized their beauty and could see the beauty of, of, of queerness, of queer artists, of queer people, then all I could start to accept the beauty of it within myself. Mm, so, I love that. Yeah. I want to chase that thread. You like, you like <laughs> brought up a thread there. that I want. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. let's dig in. Um, <laughs> we talk about that 90s for you being just like a very hellish period. Yeah. You were like, it was hard. It was the torturous era. Um, and did this kind of mark a shift? Like, I want to talk about this beauty, this queerness, this queer joy. Yeah. Um, did, did you experience it that moment? I mean, I don't even know how you would define that. And I don't know. I don't have a definition for it, but queer I like joy. the way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, queer joy for me is, is often the kind is is when people create some kind of art mm-hmm. that speaks to the human condition in a way that that we can all resonate with. Mm. And I, I was thinking about that. I, have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes, right. I love that movie. Okay, so yes. it has this kind of queer thread that goes mm-hmm. through it, and it's this kind of wild sci-fi kung fu like comic book <laughs> <a> multiversal <laughs> crazy absurdist surrealist um, mm-hmm. uh, experience. 
And but at the core of, of the the film is the story of unexpressed love. Oh, right? interesting. Packaged in this incredible story is 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 the human story of unexpressed love. And mm. when that love is not expressed, it becomes monstrous. And when we don't express love to people, they sometimes become our enemies. Mm. And so you have this, and I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen the show, oh, gosh, the, the, the film it. yet. Amazing. But that's really the essence of of what that story is. Yeah. And then when we can sort of learn to express love to ourselves, the love about ourselves. Yeah. Um, then we can sort of express love to our family members and to the people around us. And is that kind of like the joy in the queer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and this is a queer narrative that is is through this. How does that look in your life? Like, are are there moments you can think of? Is there a time when you're like, this is when I was feeling like this joy in my identity? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, the first time I fell in love, I think, is is that experience, which is, you know, like 20-some years ago, my first boyfriend. What made that so joyful? Well, it's... It was really, I think, a catalyst for me, one of the catalysts for me becoming like a, an advocate, an activist uh, for for right wing or for left wing. <laughs> rewind like, that. Rewind that. <laughs> Cut this. Okay. So, <laughs> keep, that, keep it. That love, <laughs> that love became, that, that love became um, really the catalyst for my advocacy for LGBTQ rights mm. later on because, because when I fell in love with my first boyfriend, um, I realized how beautiful and profound this thing was, this thing that everyone hated around me, you yeah. know, and, and, and this is like two dec- decades ago, right? So the, the, the social condition was, you know, it was I mean, like, yeah. Like, the pressures were so different. Yeah, I mean, like gay intimacy in mm-hmm. Utah at that point was illegal. Woo. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, it wasn't until I would have been arrested. Uh, the, 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 the Lawrence v. Texas, <laughs> you know, that would come after that, um, where, you know, that the, the, the anti-sodomy laws became, you know, illegal. Gotcha. Right, right. And so, um, so, so yeah, everyone, you know, hated um, sort of, uh, had this, this fear around mm-hmm. uh, queer intimacy. And, and, but when I felt it, it was so profound and so moving, I, um, I, it, it, I was like, this is worth fighting for. And my boyfriend at the time, um, he said to me something that I never heard before. So I'll back up a little bit and say that I, I had like this massive crush in college on this this one boy, and it was like this huge, overwhelming, all-consuming kind of obsession. Oh, I, love, I love crushes. Right? I was literally just talking to someone. Where it's like yeah. they like overtake you, you know, in a way that you can't. And I just like <laughs> love it. Right? It was, you figure out what their their path is in college, <laughs> and you find ways to sort of like intersect accidentally, you know. <laughs> like, and but 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 then I remember this guy. Um, um, one time he said to me, he goes, yeah, he said, if I could take a pill to make me straight, I would. Mm. And that was like this, and, and that like just like jolted me out really? of like, like my crush. It was like, the crush was like over at that, in that like, instant moment. That's not what I thought right. it was. Yeah. But then very quickly, um, I met my boyfriend and then we um, we started spending time together. And then what he said to me, he was like, yeah, and, and this was like sort of, disconnected conversations but he said he goes yeah if anyone could ever give me a pill to make me straight I would never take it because I love being gay oh interesting and that was like this really powerful profound moment for me and I was like yeah it it is great Mm -hmm. it is cool like what's what's great about it you know what I mean because like I want to just like I want anytime you're like this was nice (laughs) I'm like why what's good about it tell me well you know again dropping into your body and really dropping into your soul and, and your mm-hmm. heart and really just being present there and then just sort of authentically moving through the world in that space mm. where you're not hiding from somebody. 
that where you're not afraid of people's judgments of yeah. you, where you're not afraid to say your opinion, to be able to say, I think that person is hot or cute or, you know, whatever. To be able to, to share your likes and your fears freely mm-hmm. um, without fear of, of being shut down is joyful. I think of, and like 100% spot on, I think of coming out and I, there was one day after I'd been out for a little bit where I was like, you know, you read those stories of like Harry Potter or those like superheroes that are yeah. like young and they have this amazing power and they're like, I don't want it. And you're like, why are you I complaining? This. What do you mean you don't want it? And everyone thinks I'm going to be weird because I can fly and they can't. And I'm like, what a, you're such a freaking baby. I, I, that's funny. You know I, what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because like, I, I think what one of the things that kept me alive when I was like a little kid was X-Men comics. <gasps> that was my jam. Is that your jam? The yeah, two yeah, things yeah, I yeah. prayed for growing up when I was in the closet was... I was like, God, please, I beg you, make me straight. Or give me X-Men powers, and I'll right. be okay with that. Did you, is there a power you wanted? I was just like, I'll take whatever. Just don't make me the blue monster, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, the beast. Yeah, beast. No. I was like, so, oh, yeah, God. so this is the thing. So so mutants are like, like the metaphor, mm-hmm. the, the queer metaphor is pretty obvious, right? So you have these kids, when they hit adolescence, they develop these kind of powers, and it frightens the, the sort of mm-hmm. world around them. And then it becomes this this metaphor of fighting to protect this world that fears and hates you. Yes. And and so and so and so they're working to sort of be, to be able to assimilate and to be able to kind of connect with to live in a society that's more peaceful and, and accepting. And that's the metaphor. And you can apply it you know loosely to queer issues, to race issues, to, to some religious issues. Anything right? that makes you feel yeah. or be perceived like, as a minority. You're right? the other, right? You're the outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I think that, that, that those comics really wired me in a certain way to see the world as a, oh, as a young person. And and then and then also that I think it helped inform my advocacy as well oh. because if because if you do if the world is harsh and and is brutal towards you and if there are people coming after you then you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to Spider Man and, and Andrew Garfield with great power comes great responsibility. See, so it all it all ties back together, right? And so it. it all comes <laughs> back to Andrew Garfield. Come back. It all comes back to Andrew Garfield. To every two points Spider-Man. every time he gets peppered in. Right. <laughs> Um, that, that we have a responsibility to take our gifts that we are given yes. to make the world a better place. And yeah. I think that is like an element of where, like, at least for me, where like happiness comes from. And I back to that whole like superhero concept where it's like, why? I don't want to be a superhero. <laughs> and you're reading it and you're like, shut up. You this can, is the coolest thing. You can fly. Yeah. I feel like that finally with like being queer and identifying as gay where I'm like, man, I fought this for so long and I was like, why? And now that I'm like just embracing who I am, it like, I feel it's like not just powerful, but I feel like enabled. I feel like hopeful. I'm experiencing like all these positive feelings and emotions that I didn't even know were an option because I was fighting them for so long, right? Well, I always like this idea from the mythologist Joseph Campbell who said that our demons are just gods that are not recognized yet. Right? Oh. And and they're not recognized. And when we stuff our gods down and deny them, mm. then they kind of come up and they act out in in sort of destructive ways. And gods being like part of who yeah, we are, kind part of, of these things, these are, powerful right. parts. Of exactly. Yeah. Brene Brown, who I'm, yes. reading, I'm reading the book, so yeah. you're gonna hear a lot. Uh, <laughs> Brene Brown talks about how with study that was studies that have been done on, well, there was a mass. It was like one of the first mass shootings in like Oklahoma, a long, yeah. long, long time ago. And the governor of Oklahoma was like, oh my gosh, we have to do something about this. I'm putting all the money in to find out why this happened. And so they started doing a bunch of research on like mass killers and murders and da da da. And one of the things that they found that was similar throughout all of them is um, a stifling of their creativity. Like they weren't allowed to 
explore the aspect of creativity. And what they find is that that doesn't, when you stuff your creativity, it doesn't just mean you get antsy and less creative. It comes out in negative ways. Yeah, it comes out in very positive ways. ways. I'm not saying that comes out like everyone's out. If you're not being creative, you're going to go murder a bunch right, of people. Right, right. But I think this is an example. There, yeah, there are destructive life you know, choices mm-hmm. that you make. I mean, you can you know, you can overdrink, you can get you know, overuse drugs, you can like mm-hmm. get into risky behaviors um, that can be really destructive mm-hmm. to you and to others. So, yeah, so I, I think it's really critical for us to sort of, again, drop into the body and bring out this this thing within you. Ooh, drop into the body. That's yeah. like taking account of who you are. Like, yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer that like, and this is my religious background, right? Where it's like, I believe that I was created by a perfect being, right? Who doesn't make mistakes. And my whole life, I looked at this creation this being had made and I was like, what a mistake. What a mm-hmm. mistake. I got to fight this thing. I know. And finally yeah. there came a point when, in my journey of trying to find out, man, what's wrong with me? Or like, how do I fix this? Where I had distinctly had the most just over I was praying and I had this feeling that like, why are you fighting what I made? Why are you like, do I make mistakes? Yeah. And I was like, no. And it was yeah, like, yeah. then why are you fighting it? Why right, are you treating right, it like one? And I was right. like, oh man, like what a slap in the face, right? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Like let me let me change that around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It marked the beginning of like a beautiful moment. It is. It is. It's your superpower. Right? Yes. You bring it forward, right? And, and it's, it's kind worth of cool. fighting for. It's, mm-hmm. it's worth it's worth getting up. And, and and making the effort to make a difference and an impact. Yes. Okay. I okay. want I want to ask you, um, and I don't want to. You know, you got lives to save. You're like running around being being a superhero, <laughs> being the X Men you are. Mm-hmm. Who, wait, which X Men would you be? Oh my gosh. Um, I, Charles Xavier. Well, I mean, East? clearly, no. It's it's Ice Man because he's the he's the gay X Man. Yeah. Is he was he gay even in the comics? Yeah. Well, he's now. Yeah. 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 Ah! Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but you would be Iceman. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the power isn't really that. I, I think conducive to romance, but um, <laughs> it's very cold. But... I wonder if this is like a study though, where it's like says something about his powers. <laughs> I know. I know. So. Oh man, who would I be? I think Morph. Did you know Morph? Yeah, 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 yeah. That could change into anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That probably says something That's too. Good. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like we're like diving into something. <laughs> well, like, what would your superpower? If you, if you could choose a superpower, what would yeah. it be? If I could just choose a random one or even like maybe one that feels like me in um, a sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would, I think I'd actually be like morph. I feel like it's the you, ability you, you to You do want to shape shift. Yeah, shape shift. I feel like the ability, and I, I like that concept of like adjusting to my surroundings and it feels really practical and yeah. useful and beneficial like the day to day. So I would talk, I'll hold it 100% do that one. Okay. Yeah, so morph is kind of like probably a D-list X-Man. I would... <laughs> I would recommend Mystique, who is more of an A-lister what's and the lesbian. Is she? Yeah. Wait, what, what's the difference between Mystique and Morph? Well, Mystique's like a woman. Well, I don't, I don't know what she is. Well, I mean, like power-wise. Power-wise, they can shapeshift. There isn't, there, there's no... Oh, but right? D-lister, like, popularity-wise. Right. Yeah. I'll take Morph. So. Mystique, I don't want to be, like, blue all the time. <laughs> you if, if she, she like, can shapeshift if however she, like, you want to be. If she, like, you sneezed and lost like, control, no, she would go blue lose, again. You're not going to lose control. Your A-list X-Men do not lose control of their back. Imagine being on a first date, or you're, like, but, meeting your boyfriend's family, and you, like, turn blue on accident. Yeah, right. I don't want that. I think we need to like talk through, work through that. So that like... <laughs> I'll be any color but blue. I don't want it. <laughs> oh man, that's super interesting. Okay, and I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. I feel like there's really some like, psychology. <laughs> We're getting into like, nerdy, Man, nerdy comics. And morph. Yeah. It's like yeah. cold and frozen, and wants right. to be other people. It's like, what are we saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man, but I like me. I like me. 
Good. I yeah. like you too. I want I want a story of a personal example of something you, a moment, and you've already shared a couple, but just to round it off, a moment where you've experienced, um, I would say, queer joy. A moment where you're like, in relation to your identity and who you are, where you experienced joy. Oh. And I'm getting mad mad deja vu right now like incredible <laughs> like we've been vu. here before like i swear i dreamed of this moment <laughs> and it's like throwing me off a little bit i'm like ooh. Uh, i what brings me queer joy mm-hmm. is um when i have engagement with people who um, maybe share a different ideology from me maybe have a, mm-hmm. a different sort of worldview um, maybe a different politics than mine and i find some kind of connection to them and, and, and I see people shift um, out of out of a rigid space mm-hmm. to a more open, fluid space. Is there a moment you can think of? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had lots of um, of experiences with with Republican lawmakers, for mm-hmm. example, that have been really um, in, in a fearful position. Uh, and I'll, I remember one lawmaker. Um, who one time went on the Twitter. This is before. It's like a year or two before I became. Um, the head of Equality Utah, but I was sort of an activist. I was sort of, okay. a, you know, running sort around. Sort of an activist. Doing you, were, you were the activist. Protests and things. Anyway, but, but a lawmaker had tweeted something. Um, he made a transphobic joke. Okay. On Twitter. Dismissive. Um, and then it was retweeted by another lawmaker. And then, it, you know, then all of a sudden it started blowing up in the media. And then all of a sudden it started making national headlines. As like a shame on him. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. People were outraged that this this mm-hmm. had happened, and that lawmaker, um, we, uh, we, and, and Governor Cox was, was was still a lawmaker at that point, and and all that we all assembled a bunch a bunch of conservatives together for this big kind of cultural competency night, mm-hmm. um, where we went around and they heard the stories of trans people um, in the room, and it was probably the first time that many of them had actually ever met a transgender person. Oh, interesting, and. Um, and so it, it was a lot of, you know, difficult motions were shared. It was painful. But over the years, I've watched this lawmaker um, become not just a friend, but often an ally to us oh, um, cool. on, on various issues. And I've brought uh, families of trans kids to meet with him. And he's always sort of welcomed them. And then seeing his transformation throughout the years. Uh, and I... Is he still a Republican? Yeah, lawmaker? yeah, 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 yeah. Very conservative, mm-hmm. um, but but always willing to engage and and give consideration to us. And I and I have that story with many conservative lawmakers who kind of shifted, and, and mm-hmm. that brings me joy. Um, Do you feel like you've ever shifted in these interactions? I don't know. Do you I, like feel like you've learned something, or you've yeah, like, well, you, had moments where you're like, oh, even if it's like inhumanity. Well, that's it. the thing about all, all of this is that I think effective advocacy is not about like changing people's minds uh-huh. it's about building a relationship with them oh interesting um, and building a friendship with them mm-hmm. and being willing to have the courage to ask yourself to reevaluate the, reevaluate your own thinking Ooh. yeah 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 and, mm. and, and and not just assume that because someone is for example a Republican or a Latter-day Saint or whatever that, that you that you know everything about them right because the label can become very reductive right Right, and and there may be a lot more complexity to who they are, mm. and there may be more humanity than we're willing to give them. Often there is, right? Always is. Mm. There always is. Um, and when we actually have the moment to sort of sit with them and learn from them as well and respect them, then 
when you when you are able to when we are willing to see their humanity they are more open and, and willing to see ours. Oh. And that to me is effective advocacy. It's like extend the respect you yeah. want. And have a and have actual a relationship and a friendship mm-hmm. with them. I think that's important. Yeah. Where it's like in order to respect people, they don't have to do what you want. Right. They don't have to believe what you want. Right. right and right. that's really unrealistic and kind yeah. of weird to feel that in yeah. the first place. Yeah. But when it comes to human rights, I feel like that could be tough. So I think that's yeah. that's a really cool example. I did. Yeah. You know, and you have to be you have to be kind of vulnerable with that. And sometimes it backfires in your face. And 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 you know, I've had you know lawmakers lie to me and deceive mm. me, and I've had I've experienced all that. But I also don't want to be cynical and jaded, and because I don't think that it helps me move through the world. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be savvy, and it's good to like you know, um, it's good to like you know be thoughtful with your engagement. But to me, it's really important to be willing to sort of build those relationships so that, so that, so that when there is a problem or an issue, mm-hmm. you're the first person they come to. Oh, interesting. You know, because they know that you're not going to, you know, shoot them down. Mm-hmm. They know they, they can trust that they're going to yes. have a, a conversation of Yes, they can ask respect. questions and, mm-hmm. and you're not going to pounce on them. And that's the challenge that we have right now with social media yeah. is that everyone is so eager to um, be outraged. Right. And, and, and all the social media algorithms encourage outrage. And you know what? I think it's like justified in a lot of ways to be upset. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's times when, when anger is an important emotion. Mm-hmm. But you, if you stay in that anger and you stay in that space, you can't get to constructive solutions. Agreed. So you have to be willing to sort of, you know, you know, when you pounce on someone or you attack or you pile on social media on somebody who has said something dumb, mm-hmm. okay, or something insensitive, um, and and maybe even something just cruel, if you pounce on them and pile on, you might shame them into silence. But you haven't changed their hearts. I think about that a lot. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Because if you want to make positive change, that's not the same action that's going to lead to that as would just yeah. venting or yeah. showing frustration. Right. Because right. feel free to show your frustration. But me raging at you and shaming you yeah. is not going to help you. It shuts. It it's shuts not going to change the yeah. dialogue. It's not yeah. going to be more supportive for more people. Yeah, the amygdala. It's all about the amygdala, right? So that the, right. That, that part of the brain that fires up off into fight or flight. It's like that lizard brain. Yeah, like primitive side. Yeah, yeah, side. yeah. So, so if 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 you perceive that you're being attacked, you will move into fight, flight, or f- freeze, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so you don't want a lawmaker to, or that you're trying to move to go into this defense posture. Right or some or for them to aggressively come back at you. Right, right. Um, you want to be able to sort of help them drop those barriers mm-hmm. down so that you can make it this empathic connection with them. Oh my goodness! And then with, with with that empathic connection locked, then you can start to have difficult conversations around a policy issues that you're trying to move. You know who does this well? Who? I'm going to bring it back. Yes, Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I, when I first met him, mm-hmm. you'd already known him for a little bit. He was in Utah doing research for his show, mm-hmm. the yeah. show that's coming out under, under the Band of Heaven. And um, he, I was very impressed because he merely, he worked so hard to understand the culture. He spent time in churches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday services, yeah. Uh, family home evenings. Yeah. I was impressed, and he wasn't there to tell people what yeah. they were doing wrong. He was there to just like listen, observe and, and listen, absorb. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. what a great, what a great takeaway. Yeah, oh, that was great. I know, man. He's gifted, Troy. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, if I could yeah. just like recap what we talked okay. about. Andrew okay. Garfield. Andrew Garfield. That's first off. <laughs> The Troy best Spider Man. He would not ghost or kiss Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I do. He's kind of my favorite too. Tom Holland's great. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobey Maguire's there too. He's you know, it was great last week. Uh, but uh, one thing I love is that you talked about how you experienced joy in your identity, that queer joy from um, bridging the gap, from like finding a t- chance to like listen to someone and then seeing like a shift in them. Yeah. Especially because like a lot of your world is political and constantly fighting opposition yeah. and trying to make the community safe for other people. So you're like constantly in that space. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Bridging the gap. And it sounds like um, with that comes this understanding that like we really have to like work to understand people and see them if they're going to see us and understand us. Yeah. Is that kind of yeah, a takeaway? That, that's that's it. That's that's my ethos with all this work. What I miss. Yeah. <laughs> what I miss. Um, no, you. I mean, you got it. That's. I mean, that, that's kind of my passion about life. I, I. I. The thing that keeps me up at night is, is the way that our culture is fracturing right. and polarizing, mm-hmm. and how we see the people on the other ideological side of ours, not just as someone who is different, but someone who is our enemy. Mm-hmm. Right, and then when we see people as constant threats to us, then our amygdala is activated up, and then we are in a state of fight mode or mm-hmm. flight mode, and it just becomes counter. And, 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 and then, and then it just it continues to fracture and fray. Mm. Um, so, what I love to do, and I, I do this with my family in uh, in Utah County, because I have cousins, nans, and uncles there, and who I love, and mm. I, I, but they but they share a different you know, faith than I do. They share different politics than I do. And what I find so helpful as kind of a spiritual practice is just to go spend time with them without the intention to prove to them oh, that I am right and they are wrong. Interesting. What do you do if they say something? So if they start to flare up with things, which they, like, they, they, they want, like, you know... Gays are crazy. Right, right. Disease. <laughs> right. They, they, they like to go off on, like, Joe Biden or something. And I always shut it down gently mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I know that we don't agree on this, but you know there's lots of things that we do, so let's figure out what, what that is. Oh, interesting. And then what I found is that once... When I never, ever, like... Um, sort of go into I never like go, well Trump did that you know I, I, I never do that with them mm-hmm. um, and then and what I find is that when 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 they recognize that I am not going to go after them then they get more vulnerable they can ease up let and you then I found over the over the you know the last few years is that we, then we're able to have really interesting conversations about things that aren't polarized mm. they came in a couple you know years ago and they were really like so tell me about these trans girls playing sports and they wanted to attack me and I wouldn't like to sort of take the bait yeah. with them. But now when, you know, a couple of years later as, as the issue has still been something that we've been working through. Um, now I find that they're much more in, they're much more willing to engage the complexity of the issue and the nuance of the issue um, without being defensive. Because of this. Yeah. The, because the, you came in not to right. Right. fight or attack yes. or defend. You came exactly. in to listen and understand. Exactly. Where from. Yeah. 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 And so that that's what, and it's hard. I'm not saying any of this is easy. Yeah. That's why I kind of I joke that it's it's my spiritual practice is like oh you know have dinner with my family because <laughs> I because I'm learning how to you know not be um, not be emotionally reactive mm. when people say things oh, you know trying to trying to sort of like you know go to me a little bit reminding you know, our lizard brain that yeah, we're not yeah, in a yeah, fight yeah, or flight yeah, situation yeah 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 and they're they're trying to provoke some kind of response from me and if I can get to the point where I'm very Calm. I can sort of breathe mm. before I speak. Um, it's that to me has been like a skill that I I'm, I'm not always good at it, but I, I I'm getting better at it. I love that. It's not like you're sacrificing your values or like right. refusing to stand up for who like for what you believe. Right. But it's just this concept of going in to understand and listen. Yes. 
and then the rest oh. will come later. Mm-hmm. You know, it t- people are all on a journey, and everyone's evolving on that path. And so, where someone is today does not mean that is where they will be tomorrow, or a month from now, or or, or a year from now. So, allowing that that people to have a, a sp- the space to kind of grow and evolve mm-hmm. is is really essential. Oh, well but that. the moment we shame them. For not being where we are, because mm-hmm. we're on this elevated space, right? The moment like we, we have sh- the car, we have the information. They right, need. right, right, right. The moment that we shame, we shame them or blame them, then we shut down the opportunity for us to have real, genuine connections. Ooh. And I love this too because it sounds like you have a pretty good relationship with this family. Yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. like you found yeah, yeah. like a like these people that you could maybe look at as antagonistic at one point or now yeah. like a support system or like. Well, I always presume that they. Uh, that they wouldn't want anything to do with me because I was, you know, this sort of gay activist. Yeah. I let them like represent church. everything that they... Right, right, right. And then I found that they would keep reaching out to me and I, I was, I kind of dismissed it because I thought, well, you know, they're, they're not really going to want to accept me. Yeah. Um, but every, but they always proved me wrong. You mm-hmm. know, every time I'd go and sit down with them, they were always like, who are you dating? And they always, I mean, they're very mm-hmm. like, they're very interested in my life. Mm-hmm. And they'd been sort of following me on the news oh. and so they kind of like knew what I was you know, doing and, and, um, so yeah, they're very fascinated about my, my friendship with Andrew Garfield. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, who's not? We, gotta we keep, have the tell all for that. Please. We gotta keep, keep coming back to Andrew. Yeah. And, and so it's, so again, you can't just assume that you can't assume that, that, um, that, 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 they're they're going to reject you, or that they're right. you know, just because they're Republican, or because they're Mormon, or because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know until you have the the, the sort of vulnerability yeah. to um, sit with them. It's and, like a safety thing too. Yeah, it's yeah. like I I need to make sure that I know what you're going to interact with me like, so I got to prepare myself. Yeah. And so if I see you with this Make America Great Again flag, I'm going to yeah. put build a profile in my mind. Yes. And chances are it's going to be the worst profile I can right. come up with. Right. And right. chances are it's not if it's going to be like right. spot on. Yeah. Mm, wow. So what a shift. So, so, so like be this. willing to just interrogate that within yourself. That's what I kind of try to do. To challenge your own yeah. beliefs that are maybe not coming from like... Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Allow people to be complex. Mm-hmm. I, I try to allow people to be complex. I try to allow people to be messy. I try to not re- reduce people to sort of labels. Interesting. You know? and, and, and it's I'm not, I'm not perfect at this, but I, but it's a practice well, that I try. It is, right? Yeah. Like, like we never get our lives looking at these labels. Yeah. Um, I love this. I... I want to like brand this episode as like, we should do it like the joy of, and this should be like the joy of, I don't know, like overcoming adversity or like, you know, seeing through labels or something. We should come up with something fun for the it. The joy is, uh, of Andrew Garfield. The joy. <laughs> and you know what? I think with that, I, th- I think we're good. <laughs> Troy, thank you so much for coming. Where can people find you? Yeah. What's a good place? If people want to know more about Equality Utah or you in general, where should they go? Yeah, equalityutah.org. Troy, thank you so much for Thanks, coming. Thanks, Daisy.